girl. She's a, a cousin of yours, right? Or, or, or some other relative, isn't she? Since when do I have to report in and tell you who all my friends are? Get a life, Serena. <gasps> oh. Hold on tight, okay? We're out of here. Who is she? Darian? Just some girl I know. I'm just some girl. <laughs> Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime to talk about why it is that we love it so much. And we have, we've got a couple of good ones coming up for you over the next yeah. couple of weeks, I think. I think, like, look, I've been pretty down on Sailor Moon R of late. It's been a rough, it's been rough going. But I think with these couple of episodes, we are getting back on track. And to do that, to help us get back in the swing of Sailor Moon R, we have, I think, our our most often, uh, our reigning champion, most often guest coming back to the show, Betty Felon. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me back again. I'm very excited to talk about this arc of Sailor Moon because I actually think that this is one of my favorite arcs of the whole series. But yeah, I'm really happy to be back. I am glad to hear you say that because, like I said, like I, I literally asked people to write in and explain why they liked Sailor Moon R. Did you get responses? We had so many. I did. I did actually get some responses. We're going to get into those a little bit later in the show, I think. That's great. The Black Moon Clan stuff I love. Like, I love the Spectre Sisters. I love I love Rubius. I am ambivalent towards uh, Chibiusa. <laughs> But it's it's all the weird diversions, like, and this season takes a lot of diversions, which is weird because all the diversions are things I love about the first season. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just there have been some weak ones, but there have there really have been some strong ones recently, and I think we're getting back into it. They they got up into the swing of things. Uh, what you know, it is one was, thing I will say about Sailor here's Minar, the theory: Sailor Moon are finishing strong. Yeah, I was going to say, here's the theory. While they were finishing up the first season of Sailor Moon, they had the B-team start out, so Sailor Moon are. <laughs> they we're, had we're, like, we're like 20 episodes into it. Is, are we still on the B-team? Some of those were, no, some of these, you don't, you, your, your selective memory is forgetting the ones you've liked. There have been ones you liked. There have been, there have been. Some of the L and N stuff I like even, yeah. but boy, that beach episode, that beach episode was rough. <laughs> but with, that's, that's the past. Today, we're going to be talking about episode 69 of Sailor Moon R, Awaken the Sleeping Beauty, Memoru's Distress, in which we are introduced to what I have dubbed the Memo Cycle. Yeah! This is a great episode, but I guess we shouldn't get to it's, it yet. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not as good as next week's. Next week's is great, but this week's, yes. I think, is, is, is pretty solid. Before we get into the episode, though, Jordan, do we want, yeah. to, do, do we want to do emails or tweets? Well, let's start with some emails and maybe we'll switch. 
Okay. Well, we should say, Betty, you've been on the show, I think, counting the the Usagi's birthday special episode that we did where you joined us. I think you've oh, been yeah. on the show five times. Let's this see. is your sixth yeah, episode. Right. So yeah. It, her first if, episode was episode four of the podcast. Yeah, you were you were an early guest. You're a very yeah. early guest. I think you were our second guest. I think Juliet was first and you were second. Mm-hmm. We are glad to have you back on. If anyone wants to hear about your history with Sailor Moon, your love of the characters, especially the, like, as, as we have said before on the show, you are the one who said that if you don't like Memoru and Chibiusa, then you don't like Sailor Moon. Like, you are le- watching Sailor Moon wrong. Can I tell you? Yes. But you know what? <laughs> I, let's talk about that for a moment, because I... I I think, like I said a couple episodes ago, I've, I think I have turned a corner on Chibi Moon, and I, I think you're right. Like, I don't like her, like her, like her. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, like she, she's like, look, she's not my favorite character. Right. She's, she's like, I like all the Sailor Scouts more than I like Chibi Usa, but I feel like she's such a crucial part of who... Right. Usagi is because I mean inevitably she becomes her daughter so um and I feel like she's there to kind of balance Serena and kind of you know there would be some (laughs) scenes where they act more like siblings than they do like oh future mother daughter but I think she's there to kind of balance Serena and kind of push her into the more maternal and more authoritative role you know I don't like her for her own merit I like what she does Mm -hmm. to the show and I like her role and her role a lot of the time is to be annoying and she succeeds and she annoys me and I'm happy about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's the whole thing too is that like you know in in any show where they add like you know, third season or like last season where they add like the random little kid who's supposed to be like, oh, the new, the new cute one or the new like little comedic thing. Usually that character is not liked by like the audience, but I think that there's, it's an attempt to add something more to the show, whether it's an easy plot device or, you know, something to add to give another character, uh, growth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like I again, uh, I don't she's not my favorite scout, but I think that there's something about her that I'm like, okay, I feel like like I think early on when I first saw her when I was a kid, I was like, okay, this is kind of weird because she's clearly Sailor Moon's daughter and she came from nowhere and she acts exactly like Serena, but like kind of pitched up because she's even more annoying <laughs> and more childish. And I think that that kind of made me appreciate both thumbies. It felt like they're kind of like how Dawn, like Buffy had Dawn, but like Dawn isn't her daughter, but she's made from who Buffy is. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. the risk of at the risk of uh, making you disagree with me after we just agreed, I mean, it's very similar to the way I feel about Ray in that Ray makes me super mad because she does mean things, but it's not like I don't want her on the show. Like... I'm yeah, yeah, there. no, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I get it. She <laughs> she she is very very harsh as as I can be as well. Um, and not everyone's ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, I I am definitely one of those people who I do feel like I would prefer like like I I definitely so far keeping in mind that I have only ever watched Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon R. Like, we're getting close to. Uh, episodes that I haven't seen, which I'm very excited about. I t- oh yeah, you haven't you haven't seen Sailor Stars, right? Right, I haven't. Seen he hasn't even S. seen S. Yeah, he hasn't seen, yeah, I haven't oh. seen Stars. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm in for some for a whole new world, and I'm super excited about it because I, you know, obviously I love 
Sailor Moon season one a, a ton. And I really, I thought I liked R a lot, but uh, <laughs> I, like, this but, is going to be awesome. I mean, this is the thing, like the, the, the listeners are going to be hearing Chris learn about this show as it goes. And it's entirely possible that Chris will hate every other season of the show. And I don't think it's likely, but it would be kind of amazing <laughs> if he's just like, Oh my God, I thought I liked this show in real yeah, time. Because this- you you've pretty much only watched less than half of the actual show oh, yeah. then far less that, so, yeah so so that that'd be really funny if it just like <laughs> if you just suddenly realize that you hate sailor moon <laughs> yeah, two, two years from now i'm just gonna be like oh this is garbage this was a huge mistake <laughs> I'll, I'll do the same thing i did with star wars where as soon as there was more star wars by minute that i didn't like like i didn't like star wars as a whole anymore no but I do, I, I do feel like I prefer the show without Rini. And you know, we have talked. Uh, Aiden agrees with me about uh, we w- would both prefer the show without Tuxedo Mask and or heterosexuality <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> you you, wait, uh, so you basically want this to be like Small Favors World, where there's no men at all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Colleen Coover's Sailor Moon would be great, uh, but I also I also know exactly where you're coming from. Because you and I would, I think, completely agree, Betty, that if mm-hmm. you don't like Robin, then you don't like Batman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing. It's like I think that there are plenty of people out there, plenty of people that I used to be friends with, who who like really, really did not understand why Robin was a, like was as important as he as he is. And I remember being like, I feel like that's you're missing a huge part of who Batman is. But I can see, I, but I can also see from like a weird macho guy point of view, being like, oh, I don't want that little kid around. I don't want the little kid around. And I'm kind of like, you, you, you don't seem to like happiness. Well, I, I clearly have a very macho guy interpretation of Sailor Moon. I think is what you're talking about. <laughs> Right, right. You just you just don't want to give her her little annoying child, Robin. Maybe maybe if maybe if Chibiusa had a costume, maybe once Chibiusa gets a costume, I will soften to her. I think that maybe is what what sells it. Yeah, um, I, I I do I do really really like once they're um, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but like once they finally when once she once she finally becomes a senshi, she she and Sailor Moon have their transformations together. I like I love that. That's so cute. But anyway, so uh, what do you say we move on to a couple of emails? Because like I said, I did ask people uh, to send in their rationale for enjoying Sailor Moon R to look to get me back in the spirit. And we got a bunch of great emails. Uh, We got one from Allison Miller, which is called I Love R the Most. And then in parentheses, uh, she adds of all the seasons, not out of everyone. Uh, (laughs) And Allison writes, uh, hey, guys. I love the R season. It's probably my favorite out of all of them. I have two real reasons for this. One, time travel. Two, fan fiction. Uh, I've always been a sucker for time travel plots, so most fiction that uses it is going to get a gold star from me. The main reason is because of fan fiction. When I watched the show originally in high school and on into college, I got really into Sailor Moon fan fiction, specifically this universe collective created called Sailor Moon Expanded. It mostly took place in Crystal Tokyo, and most of the linchpin stories took place during the Black Moon War. Uh, Their stories are so entrenched in how I think about Sailor Moon that I forget that they aren't really what happened. One topic that I think would be relevant to your interest is what they did for Naru. So the reason that she's always getting monstered is because, just like Usagi and co. are always there for things, she too is a senshi from Nemesis, 
where the Black Moon people are from as well. Whoa. She goes up to marry Umino, but I, but then I think he is killed in a monster attack uh, eventually. <laughs> and she has to be committed because she thinks everyone in her life has been pod person. Uh, Usagi nice. tries to heal her with the silver crystal, but accidentally jumpstarts her powers. Naru escapes and lives immortal, homeless, and afraid of the senshi for the next thousand years. Where there are senshi, <laughs> there are the monsters. A bit of a ramble, but while I love all the seasons, I love art the most. Uh, that's pretty great. That's amazing. Uh, Sailor Nemesis is a great name for a Sailor Scout who does not trust the other Sailor Scouts. I think that's a pretty good idea. I want to talk for a moment. That made me think about the, the time travel, because, again, I, I also am a big fan of time travel stories, although I get obsessive about like thinking about whether they make logical sense or not. The time travel in this series is really weird, right? Because they talk about being able to change things. I mean, that's why the bad guys are doing it, because they're like, we're going to go back in time, take things over. But it doesn't appear that any time travel ever changes anything ever, right? Yeah. Because, like, at the start of it, we know hmm. they're they're the kings and queen of the future, and they in the end, they're the kings and the queen of the future, and nothing ever changes. Yeah, and I think in... I think it might have been in this episode where they mentioned, like, oh, the past, and they really mean the future. And I was like, wait. <laughs> wait, really? I, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it might have been this episode. Or it might, might, have, might be next episode, but I can't remember. But there was, like, one line where they're like, oh, like, they're talking about Chibiusa, and they said something about, like, her in the past or... Like, I can't remember exactly yeah. what the line was, but I remember being like, wait, they mean the future, but they're referring to the past future. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's, it's really confusing because I don't think that they're like, it almost seems like it does really seem inconsequential with how time travel works in Sailor Moon, um, except like basically to send people from the future to the past just to play a role for that season right. well that's the thing um, like the good guys seem to be operating from the understanding that it's a fixed timeline and nothing will change and we'll send gp back so yeah. she can learn things and the bad guys think the exact opposite they're going we're yeah, gonna go yeah. back and change everything and it's like nope you always go back and you never change anything ha 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 <laughs> yeah well i mean that that raises the question like does does old king and Dimian, right King and Dimian of the future. Does he remember like the Black Moon Clan coming back? Like, does he remember fighting Katzi? Oh yeah. So like he would know. Like he I should think- just tell them, like, yeah, look, I remember all this. I know exactly what you're gonna do. No, he does what he does because he's it's what he did. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to spoil this episode, but it's all because of that because he remembers it. He's going, Oh, I better do that. <laughs> it's like Bill and so, Jen. Uh, <laughs> We've got another email. Uh, this one's from Dan Casino. You might remember Dan as the uh, father who uh, lets oh his five-year-old God. listen to Sailor Business, yes, yes, which yes, is yes, the yes, thing yes. I think about every time we have a guest who swears. And you swear. You swear And plenty. I swear. <laughs> and I swear plenty. But he, I'm pretty he, sure I've sworn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all have. It's just been a constant stream of filth. Uh, he says... My five-year-old son and I continue to listen to your show every morning on the way to school, and he was excited to find out that a five-year-old is now one of the main characters, though he's been rather disappointed by how that actually turned out. His feedback is as follows. One, Chibiusa is a bad guy because she has a gun. Fair. Mm-hmm. Like the Punisher. Fair. Punisher is an anti-hero. <laughs> I'm, just, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get out there. Two, <laughs> Chibiusa isn't really five. She's just pretending to be five because she never actually goes to school and she's really naughty. She's probably just three, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the enmity of a three-year-old to a five-year-old. Wait, is, didn't is he go wonderful. to school one time? Uh, maybe it was swim class or something. Anyway, go ahead. She she has classmates in one episode. Yeah. Who are the only people who seem to notice that she's walking around with a flying friggin' robot. I almost well, did I mean, it. I, I mean, almost swore while reading an email from a five-year-old. I was talking about the time she got left at that place, remember? And she cried. Yeah, that was that was that was swim class. That was after okay. school. Three. Five-year-olds know all about dinosaurs, so if she was a real five-year-old, she wouldn't think a plesiosaur was a giraffe. Again, yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burned. You're burnt, Chibi Uso. <laughs> uh, four, and this is uh, this is uh, uh, Casino Junior's final point. Jordan would actually be a really good babysitter because he would teach me to play the ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think, that's, I think that's very nice. I think it's very sweet. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was the best. That was like the best email. So tap yeah, that. I, I love I love that this little boy just read Chibiusa to a T. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a bad guy. She's not five. Uh, I love I love the idea of uh, a toddler that's so evil that they would pretend that they're five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you could pass and get into places only five-year-olds could go, I guess. Yeah, like kindergarten <laughs> or swim class. Uh, this next email comes from Sean Donahue and was called Jedi's Dark Legacy. Uh-oh. Uh, Sean says, you have mentioned not knowing a ton of fan theories, so I thought I'd suggest one. Which, by the way, I love Sailor Moon fan theories, so please feel free to send them all in to SailorBusinessPodcast uh, at gmail.com. This is kind of a crossover idea, so under normal circumstances it would be banned, but it's a fan theory too. Uh, this is kind of a crossover idea, but it's also about Jedi's failed business plan, so I'm hoping it makes it through. We know from Amy's computer that Robocop and Sailor Moon are in a shared universe. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. We also know that Jedi took over jewelry store Osa P in his first appearance. Osa P sounds like it could be a Japanese transliteration of OCP. Do you think Jedi actually started giant mega corporation Omni Consumer Products, which was the parent company for all his various other schemes, and it just managed to survive his defeat? Its Negaverse origins could account for the rampant corruption of the film in the post-apocalyptic town of Detroit. That is the best <laughs> fan theory we've got. So, so this is so, and it takes place in the future, right? So, this is a, a world where Tokyo has become like an enlightened, eternal megacity, and Detroit is like the worst place on earth. Yeah, and Detroit has a cancer, and the cancer <laughs> is crime. That makes wow. the most sense. That's pretty that, fun. That Neo Crystal Tokyo and uh, Delta City are in the same timeline. <laughs> is is this is this his own fan theory or is this a widely popular one? I believe this is his own fan theory. Okay. Okay. Wow, that's a, that's amazing. I like it. So, Chris, what do you think? Do you want to do some Twitter? Or you want to go straight to the show? All right, we got uh, one last email. Oh, another email. Okay. Uh, this one is from. This one is from former and future guest Shannon Maynard. She's going to be coming back uh, before the end of Sailor Moon R. Shannon says, since we moved, my mom has been shoving all my stuff on me that's been sitting in her house for ages, which includes about four boxes of artwork that I've kept up with since fourth grade. I found so much Sailor Moon fan art. It's insane. But I found all these original Sailor Scouts I made, and they just look so bananas. I do not remember making these guys at all. 
you'd think I'd remember Sailor Zebra. Based on the art style and the terrible spelling errors, pretty sure this was in 5th or 6th grade. I'll give them credit for being creative, but man, there's some interesting hair and Fuku designs in there. I can also point out the exact manga images I traced for this group shots. A plus, baby Shannon. Also, one of the scouts is 100% Sindel from Mortal Kombat wearing a cave and mask. Thought you guys would get a kick out of these. Uh, I hope Shannon posts these because she sent them to me and I believe I forwarded them to you, Jordan. Yeah, and I'm, they I'm are looking at them now. Yeah, they are delightful. And the best thing about it, uh, let's see, we've got we've got uh, Sailor Griffin, Sailor Light, Sailor Love, Sailor Luna, Sailor Pegasus, uh, Sailor Rainbow. But my favorite is that there is Sailor Foxen, who is a Sailor Scout with two foxtails. Okay, yeah, yeah. And as I told Shannon when I emailed her back, she created a Sailor Moon OC that was also a Sonic the Hedgehog OC, and that is next level fandom. (laughs) That's pretty impressive. Sailor So, yeah, I cannot wait to have Shannon back on the show and uh, and talk about these. But hopefully in the meantime, she will post them somewhere uh, because they are great. Is Sailor Luna Luna or no, <laughs> no? Sailor Luna is just another moon, said G. Okay. <laughs> yeah, these are great. These are so fun, Chris. I do have to ask you one Twitter question because it's so relevant to this episode. Okay, to this episode because we're gonna do. I think we're gonna do the rest of the Twitter just questions one. next just episode. One. Just one. Okay. So just this one. If the ISB had to fight. Tuxedo Mask, what wrestling moves would he use, and what would his outfit look like? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, obviously, I would I would wear a leather vest. <laughs> obviously. Uh, with, a, with a big, uh, with a skull in a top hat, uh, bedazzled on the back of it. That would be, uh-huh. that would be my entrance attire. And I would, uh, like, look, as a, as a student of the mixed martial arts... Uh, I would try to I would try to take him down and get him in an arm bar because you take away that rose throwing and he has nothing. He has nothing. Which is funny because in the manga, he doesn't even throw roses, right? Does he not throw roses in the manga? Have I just not noticed that he's not throwing roses? I think we talked about it very early on. I don't I don't think he does. I think they made that up for the maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. That is what I remember being the case. He fights with his cane a lot more yeah. in the manga. I know mm-hmm. that. Not because he's an old man. Yes, because he is He is coming up. He's pushing 80. <laughs> you really have some trouble getting around. <laughs> All right. Now that we've covered that one question, I'm ready to move on. Let's go to the episode. Yeah, let's go to the episode. Uh, I will say, once again, uh, the end of a DVD box set has snuck up on me. So I do not have the DVDs for the second half of uh, Sailor Moon R. So hopefully I will get those uh, by the time we have our next guest on the show. But for now, uh, I am going, as you can go, uh, to Hulu.com slash Sailor-Moon and watching Sailor Moon on uh, on Hulu. Unfortunately, the dubs are only up for uh, up through episode 68. So, I know. I was, I was so – like <laughs> I was catching up. I was like, okay, getting to 69. I'm like – Ah, <laughs> really? It stops right before this week. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. well, because it stops at the end of the at the oh, end of the sure. season, season one or, uh, yeah. or volume one box set. Like, that's all the dubs that they've put up. Uh, but I will say, I do really. I have been really enjoying the dub. Uh, so I, I am planning on on getting the next box set and uh, and keeping up with it. Uh, if you would like to help that happen, patreoncom ajax Heads up! What's up, everybody? Uh, but in the meantime, we've got uh, we've got Hulu where it is available in subtitled form. Uh, so we are going to be watching episode sixty nine, uh, "Waking the Sleeping Beauty: Memories Distress." Uh, Jordan, do I need to catch everybody up? 
I mean, I guess you better, right? Yeah, I, I probably should. Like this, like we're getting into some some complicated stuff with this one. Yeah. So I can I can do it quickly though. Can I have like can I have like five seconds? Five seconds. Like a quick five. Just a quick five. Yes, five seconds, but quicker than the normal five seconds. Quicker than the normal five seconds. So like basically like four and a quarter seconds is what I need. Perfect. Perfect. Can you put can you put that on the clock? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool uh, Van Halen drum uh, beat right there. <laughs> that was my clock. Oh, was that, is that what a clock sounds like? That's, that's, how, you it. that's how you set a clock. Is that, what a, is that what a clock shaped like a cat sounds like? Oh, that you gosh. then strap to a cat? <laughs> Go on your marks. Get set. Our heroine is Usagi Tsukino. She is a cancer. She's blood typo. She's 14 years old, and she is also secretly Sailor Moon, the pretty guardian of love and justice. She fights the forces of evil with the help of her teammates. She's got uh, Ami Mizuno, the kind-hearted girl genius, who is secretly Sailor Mercury. She's got Rei Hino, the hot-headed psychic, who is secretly Sailor Mars. She has Makoto Kino, the powerful girl in love, who is secretly Sailor Jupiter. And she's got Minako Aino, who is secretly Sailor Venus, and has no distinguishing characteristics as of yet in the show. One day, Minako, one day. Uh, She has been recently fighting the Black Moon Clan, a group of time-traveling baddies from the future of Crystal Tokyo, who have come back to the present to stop the also-time-traveling Rabbit, a.k.a. Chibiusa, a.k.a. Rini, a.k.a. Sailor Chibi Moon, not yet, but soon enough, uh, who is uh, the daughter of Sailor Moon and her boyfriend, Mamoru Chiba. But Sailor Chibi Moon's very existence is is in doubt as Memoru has dropped Usagi like a bad habit. <laughs> they are broken up because he keeps having terrible dreams. All right, well, don't get into this about episode. What would happen if they stay together? <laughs> don't 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 spoil the episode in the four point two five seconds. No, well, that's like look, that's that's established in previous episode. We're gonna go deeper into it. We're gonna go deeper into it now. So anyway, uh, the Black Moon Clan consists of Rubius, the leader, uh, and the four Spectre sisters: Pets, Calaveras. Cohen and Bertier, and uh, also their boss, Wise Man, who is a dude in a robe who swirls that energy in a very familiar way. Uh, and I think that does it. Did I get four, four and a quarter? Yes. Did I make it? Okay, yeah, cool. Well, you went to point three, cool. but I'm, that's close enough. Okay. Look, I'm sorry I went a little bit over the, but still under the five. That still yes. counts as a quick five, five. I think. Yes, quick five. Okay. Okay. So well, let's start. Is, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. I like this one. This is a good one. I think this is a, this is a fun one. We open. With Chibiusa's ungrateful ass. <laughs> yeah, my first note is Rini is so selfish. Yes, minus Chibiusa's ungrateful ass on here. <laughs> Sailor Moon is telling her the story of Sleeping Beauty. I wonder if this will be relevant later in the plot. <laughs> By the way, Sleeping Beauty, very similar to the Snow White story that they told uh, also. But yes. And uh, Chibi Yusa is like, this is boring. I've heard this story. The story sucks. I don't like it. <laughs> but Yusagi is like, no, it's so romantic. This is the best part. And we get a look at the uh, at the illustrations in the storybook that show us the prince and Sleeping Beauty reunited at last. But Rini already asleep after dissing the story and its reader. Like, why would you why would you read this? To TV is a, like why would I, I mean I guess we know why because the last episode they found out that she's from the future and her mom's probably dead but you know <laughs> well now they're know, saying don't be a joke about captured it. like last time they were like something happened to her mom but now they seem to be indicating she's been captured all right and also we found out by the way it's confirmed 100 percent Sailor Moon is her mom 
They just don't know that. All right, so so we have the ice cream scene, yes. uh, where they basically just recap the the revelations of last week's episode. That's all. And then the loud motorcycle pulls up. The motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> now here is here is my question about this. We have already seen Memoru's hot car. Yeah. Did, are, like, does he have a hot car and a motorcycle? Is that what we are meant to believe? Of course. Why? Oh, well, okay. My guess is he bought this motorcycle to distract himself from how unhappy he was without his girlfriend. His, uh, his like, 19-year-old midlife crisis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his midlife crisis, because he is an old man. No. <laughs> yeah, he bought this motorcycle. And again, he's rich because of that, that parent money. <laughs> the dead parent money. Bruce Wayne style. That par- that de- inheritance is the word we have for that. Right, right, right. Yeah, not, dead parent not money. Not dead parent money. <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne style dead parent money. Un- no, unbelievable. Do not. Banned. You will be banned. They're very similar. Caped crime fighters wearing all black. Oh my God. Dead parents. <laughs> Jordan? Yes? Do not make me ban you from this show. Do not make me ban you from the show that you. Because look, look, I'm recording now. It, That's just, true. it just needs me and Jay. <laughs> You are replaceable, my friend. <laughs> anyway, so, so the motorcycle so, yeah, is loud. Memory pulls up. And Yusagi doesn't okay. know it's him. She just starts yelling about how loud it is. And then he, he like, flips up his visor to be like, it's me, baby. <laughs> how long do you think Memory was driving around Tokyo? Like, just, like, <laughs> like going to Bob Floyd? Going to to Juban Middle. I guess it's probably summer. It seems like I guess they say it's a I guess it's Sunday in the next episode, but it certainly seems very summer. summer yeah. So they might be on break. But like going to all the teen hangouts, just well, driving around, making sure that Usagi sees him. It depends. I mean, that's the question. How calculated is this? Because again, at this point of the episode, you're still supposed to think it's like 100 percent calculated. No, no. But hold on. Well, if, listen. If we're going to spoil it, I'll go all the way. Because at this point in the episode, you're supposed to think. He's he's joyriding with this girl because he likes this girl. You're going to find out, everybody, that that's not true and it's a trick. And he's giving her a ride home for nice reasons. But that's what I'm saying. If he's giving her a ride home, I don't think he can be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you home. I'll get you home. I just got to We just got to drive around a little bit more. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just purely co- coincidental. But, you know. Oh, it's not, though. It's not. Because <laughs> this is his plan to get Usagi to hate him. Yes, Yes, but I again, but I do, but I don't think he could get away with just driving around and being like, "You'll get home. You'll get there eventually." I know you're saying you're late for a date, but you'll get there. <laughs> like I think, I think, I think he's like, "Oh, I'll drive her home, and if anything happens to happen, and then, and then he sees her, and he's like, yeah, let me do this evil look.' Hey, baby, he does his dark look. Yeah, and she, yeah." Uh- Unazuki has no idea what's going on. <laughs> no, no, no. She's like, why did you give that 14-year-old girl like, like a really mean look? That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, because Usagi runs up and says, oh, Memoru, who uh, who's that? Yeah. Is she then, your, and, your relative? And then, and, then she, and then she says, like, oh, who is this girl? Too, because I think also she's kind of like, oh, Mamo, like, why is this, why is this girl running up to you while you're on the motorcycle? angry or upset you know because i think i think anyone would just ask that you know yeah Yeah, it's not it's not an awkward scene in in the sense that like anybody asks anything they shouldn't ask when the sense is made of it all but 
in the in the in the Japanese version, when asked who Usagi is, he says she's just a friend. In the D version, you got what I need. <laughs> you say she's just a friend. In the Deke version, he says she's just this girl I know. Oh, that's terrible. Which is way, way more. Oh hard. man. Wait, what does he what does he say? She's just this girl I know. Wow, brutal. <laughs> brutal. Darian, way meaner than Mamoru in this case. And then he guns his engines and flies off down the street. So cool. <laughs> Leaving her literally crying on the pavement. Yeah, real real cool. He's a real cool guy. <laughs> He's a real, real cool guy. Real cool guy. Old Memo Memo Chiba. And this is very upsetting to Usagi. So upsetting that she can't do one of her favorite activities and overdoes her other favorite activity. Yep. We see her in the middle of the night, uh, just drowning her sorrows in food, to the point where she is sitting in front of the open refrigerator on the floor, just pulling things out and putting them into her mouth because she's so upset. And it's so sad because... Like she's not really seem to be enjoying it. She's no. just she's just kind of like doing something to feel something, and I'm like, oh, that's really like, like I, like I don't think I remember it being that like upsetting, you know? Yeah, she's just like kind of going through the motions. Yeah, and it's like, and like you know, I, I like I, I get it. <laughs> like I I think that most people have fed their feelings, but I think that it was just such a like. She's clearly so heartbroken, you know? And, like, I don't know. That, 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 that just made me more sad than I thought I would be. And uh, in keeping with the... Uh, oh, by the way, echoing back to the first episode you were ever on with us, uh, Betty, Luna's reaction is, you will get fat if you do this. <laughs> Which is so horrible. But, but, the, but then she, as opposed to being like, oh, you're right, I should go on a diet, she is like, it doesn't matter if I get fat. And, like, oh... Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it's so heavy. Like, Luna, Luna. <laughs> this is yes. not a thing you say to someone who is very obviously upset and like crying. Yeah, but like you, this is like. <laughs> but you know, like I, what I will say is that as your standard cool teen, um, I, I, I definitely like had friends who the only type of compliments they knew how to give were about like, oh, you look great after you know, maybe you might've been sick and lost some weight, you know, like it's, it's weird stuff like that, where they think that they're trying to comfort you or trying to make sure that you're taking care of yourself when you're sad by being like, Oh, you should eat something. Or maybe you shouldn't eat something, you know, like it's weird stuff like that, that totally exists. And I know like Luna probably means well, but it's that weird type of concern trolling, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's and, like, and it's frustrating because there, there's there's still like plenty of people I know now who I'm friends with who who totally are fixated on that type of stuff still, and it's and and, and that you know it's hard because they they hide it in the guise of like trying to make sure you're you feel like you know that you're taking care of yourself, but I don't know it's it's a weird thing to say to <laughs> someone who's clearly needs consoling, and you you talk about their weight or potential weight, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also involved in this scene is Chibiusa, who is also upset to find that Memoru has a girlfriend because she is also in love with him. Uh, can we take a minute to talk about Chibiusa's pajamas here and how weird <laughs> they are? <laughs> All right, sure. Why not? Her her Renaissance fair jester costume. Her her school play cabbage outfit. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. I mean, that's basically what I wanted to say. <laughs> It's, it's, if you're not watching the episodes, 
It's, it's so got cute. this weird collar. It's, it's so cute. She just looks like a little, like, a little, like, dead baby. <laughs> like, like she, looks, she looks like a haunted doll. I love it. <laughs> that is, now, I will say, Betty, that is your ideal look, is to look like a haunted doll. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your aesthetic all day long. Yeah, I love I love haunted dolls. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's definitely weird because it she clearly looks like she's not from our time, but she also doesn't look like she's from the future either. She just has these weird little baby pajamas that are like from nothing. <laughs> like it's just yeah. weird. I mean, like it's I would guess they were they were not from the future. I would guess they were from now. Like that her her parents got them got her. Yusagi's yeah. uh, parents, I should say. Yeah, I mean the the fashion of the future in Sailor Moon is basically the fashion of 1993. Like nobody really wears any different outfits in the future. Yeah. Uh they they're just a little more high fashion. Like the Black Moon clan is just is just haute couture from yeah. 92. Now the thing is, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. Ruby is in his camo pants. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure whether Chibi is upset because she's in love with Darian as well, or if actually on some level she does understand that they're her parents. I think I think that she has. I, I mean, I think it's kind of the same way that like you know Usagi, Mamo, and um, Chibiusa are all kind of connected. In, in a in a you know a bigger way than than they're even aware of that i think that she sensed something and was like oh this is not good but you know on the surface it could be she's just upset because she lo- she loves him and has a crush on him but also that i think she knows that there's a, a bigger reason why he can't have a girlfriend that isn't usagi you know yeah so in response to this upsetness she does the thing she does basically all the goddamn time and runs away in the middle of the night. She wanders around the streets of Tokyo at night. She runs out and literally gets almost hit by a truck. She is very close to being hit by a truck and and, and killed. And uh, that causes her moonbeam to shoot out again, at which point Luna goes, oh my god, there's energy Chibi is, is is out there somewhere, and unfortunately, uh, the bad guys also get a bead on her from that. Yes, so as she is running through, again, running through the streets of Tokyo in the middle of the night, it's a very busy city. Someone should notice. But no, the streets are abandoned. I'm empty, empty. Once again. So, uh, couldn't, they couldn't afford to hire extras again. Right, once again, we couldn't afford to hire, uh, hire we couldn't call down the central casting. <laughs> we, we spent all our extras budget on those two day players doing the uh, the bad first date scene <laughs> in the uh, ice cream shop. It's it's so weird that this show occasionally acts like it's not a cartoon. Yeah, like like they have budget considerations. <laughs> I mean, I know I know it takes time to animate extras, but surely they have a busy street scene left over. Uh, anyway, uh, Pets and Calaveras show up to uh, to take out Rabbit. Once and for all, as they have. Now, I will say, they are not as successful or as entertaining as uh, Cohen and Bertier were in the last episode. But no. they do get in a fight with Luna. Oh, yeah, 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 they do. That's pretty fun. Uh, Luna, again, like, Luna is really good at... Well, Well, first of all, they put Chibi in a chokehold. Yeah, they, they, they have... They, they, they definitely apprehended her very aggressively. <laughs> They've got, like, their arm around her neck. Uh, and then Luna runs up and scratches the crap out of them, which is pretty badass. So thankfully, Sailor Moon runs up 
and uh, tells them that they will not be forgiven and that she will punish them. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, yeah, we were waiting for you. We had this all planned out. Here's a monster. Boom. Yeah. It is. We, we came preloaded with monster times. <laughs> uh, the monster is named Akumuda. Yeah, which is not uh, what she says. No? No, she says something else, right? I don't, I didn't think so. As she, as she casts her spell, she says, oh, you may. What the monster says. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. I thought you were saying that's not what the, the girl said they, that her name was. Um, no, normally the monsters are like Pokemon. They only say their names. But this monster just repeats the word you may over and over, even though that is not her name. What does it mean? Snow. I have. Does it? I think it's snow, but I might be wrong. I think that might be. Wait. Here, here. Because it's not translated. It's only like in the subtitles as you may. Yeah, it was weird. Dream. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, oh, that, dream. That, that, I mean, that makes, makes more sense. sense. I think Yuki is snow. You may. You may is a uh, dream. I guess that's relevant. In the, uh, oh, in the, that because then then she makes all of them fall asleep. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. In the in the in the deep dub, they talk about her uh, that she hypnotizes people and she keeps doing things like you are getting sleepy, like that kind of stuff. Um, of course, like I, yeah. I could have guessed that one. Yes. Sorry. And apparently, her name is a pun on uh, Akumu, which is uh, nightmare. So basically, she's the nightmare monster. Interesting. I just think it's I just think it's interesting that she doesn't say her name like all the other monsters do. Yeah. But she does manage to uh, send Sailor Moon into a very sleepy, sleepy world, and we get uh, a dream sequence that is of the three dream sequences we've gotten in the last two episodes. This is the best one because it's weird. <laughs> it's like this is the one that feels like a dream. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. But can I tell you something? Yes. It's the entire nightmare sequence that they cause in her is cut out of the deke dub. Is it really? I was Every wondering because I, I totally don't remember the nightmare um, until I saw it in this one. I was like, that's a weird nightmare. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they draw her chibi style or what, but yeah, they, they cut all of that out and they just say she's put Taylor Moon to sleep and she's losing her energy and you don't ever see inside of her head. Do they not replace it with anything? Because that, that's nope. a good chunk of the episode. No, they don't. I, I do remember at certain points thinking like things were going very slowly, like maybe the transformation sequence took longer than it, it did normally or something. I'm not sure if that's true. But yeah, they definitely... Is the Sailor Moon says like three minutes long? No, no. Because <laughs> it, it, it has to be timed to the, to the music. But no, yeah, they, they cut all of that out, which is very strange, which is very strange. So as uh, Sailor Moon falls asleep... Uh, the rest of the scouts show up, having come to investigate the uh, Chibiusa moonbeam, I guess we've called it in the past, on, on the dub. Uh, and Pets and Calaveras realize that they are outnumbered and decide to bail, leaving uh, only the monster to put the other scouts to sleep. That doesn't really work out. No. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Pets and Calaveras, uh, or Prisma and Avery, if you will, uh, they, they just like are cowardly about it they just are like oh there's more of them than there are of us so we're leaving bye which is pretty which is which is weird because they could have just brought the other two yes you should they should have called four of them and the monster that's five (laughs) (laughs) they have a team they leave and now how do the how do they beat the monster let's see i I know luna is like don't don't fall asleep what does she do uh ray does her uh her ofuda yeah is that what it is okay 
And, and, Which and, is the most effective we've ever seen that. Yeah, because it literally just disappears. And I was like, oh, is it going to come back? Well, <laughs> well yes, no, it does. No, no, no yeah. Okay, it, 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 it makes it go swirl like spiral into a smaller version and then it goes into sailor moon yes including that shot where the yes yeah, it, it turns to smoke and then it and then the, that's the why it shows goes, that's why it shows the inside of her nightmare right yeah it goes into her mouth and there's this great shot of jupiter trying to dispel the smoke before it goes into her mouth and failing to do so yes <laughs> ah no 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 <laughs> Which is pretty, which is pretty great. I love that. Like everyone else is just standing around. At least, at least Makoto is doing something. And then Makoto's great. Then we get the moment that made me laugh the most of this entire episode, even though you weren't supposed to. <laughs> which is the scene where every character says Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like three of them say Sailor Moon. The third one being Luna, and it's like then there's a gentle pause, and then Artemis goes. Sailor Moon, and then the other ones go, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon. <laughs> they all go around in a circle and say do, her name. Do you realize that when uh, Tuxedo Mask shows up, like half of them then yell, Tuxedo Mask? Yep, Tuxedo yep, Mask. yep. <laughs> I wanted them to make the full round again, but they yeah. didn't. They stop. <laughs> so then we go into the dream sequence, and it's a great dream sequence yeah. because it feels like a dream. Because what we see is we've got Memoru, who is like Statue of Liberty tall, uh, standing on top of a mountain, and there's a road leading up to them. And Sailor Moon is running on the road trying to get to him, but she, like Jordan said, she's drawn uh, chibi style, you know, super deformed style. So she's got like you know these stumpy little legs. <laughs> <laughs> So she's trying to run, but her legs are all stumpy and she can't quite catch up. And she's really small and he's really big. And also there's a weird set of eyes in the background. Like It's a very, it is a very metaphorical dream. I think that's why uh, they cut it out. I think it's because they, I think they were worried that American children would go, why is she drawn like a baby? I mean, yeah, but I mean, like we've seen dreams before. Like we know what dreams are in America. I, what I will say is that back when I collected the Sailor Moon trading cards when I was a kid, I remember seeing some of the cards would have the chibi style, like mascots, like, uh, you know, have like, oh, here's some facts about this character on the back. And I'll have a little chibi of the character. And I was like, what are these? Did, are these baby versions? What, yeah. are, what, is my, what am I looking at? And like, I thought they were very cute, but I, I didn't understand super deforms when I was a kid. It was, yeah, um, it was, I mean, again, it was a really long time ago and it was before that part of anime culture had really moved yeah. into the mainstream of America. And, and also like, you know, there, there, uh, there's plenty of American cartoons now that totally, uh, that's their style. They do cheapy style. So I feel like if this had been released now and I, or if I just watched the first time now, I'd be like, oh yeah, I get it. It's, it's just the cheapy style. But because that was the kind of my first foray into what chibi looks like i was i probably would have been like why is she a baby but also when you have a nightmare sometimes you are like a kid you know yeah, yeah i feel like they very easily could have gotten away with it yeah uh, because it does make sense to be like oh this is a dream that's why she looks weird yeah and and, like, and especially like, as like a little tiny person yeah and especially like since a lot of like my nightmares are me as a middle schooler and since they are middle schoolers they probably have nightmares about being a tiny child that's probably about the same size as her future daughter you know <laughs> and yeah. because clearly like serena worries whether she acknowledges or not of about chibiusa a lot and i think that <sighs> having a dream kind of in that, you know, like, I feel like it's very, 
don't know. There, there's a lot of stuff that could be reflected in that in the nightmare. You know, I don't. I don't want to make this uh, make this weird for you, Betty. But you have a lot of nightmares about being in middle school. <laughs> it's not really nightmares, but it's a lot of dreams set in middle school. Like I'll have dreams that I'm back at my middle school and I'm just walking around. And I think I'm going to class, but also the middle school is also a mall. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I think a big part of it is because, like, uh, like middle school and high school, like, it's such a big part of, like, anyone's, like, you know, formative years. But I think, like, middle school is, like, when I started first, like, you know, having feelings. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you remember feelings from yeah, middle school. Yeah, you, you remember you remember emotions and feelings and having having a heart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I I still have like a lot of very like visceral dreams, and it's not even stuff that happened in middle school, but it just be set in middle school. And I, I like I don't know if I'm personally supposed to be like a tween also, but in the dream, but I presume I am because I'm walking around and everyone else is like, you know, kids or their teen versions of themselves. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like that's where I can kind of like bring it back to this where I'm like, Oh yeah. Like sometimes you just have dreams and you're the younger version of yourself. It's like, yeah, like yeah, the I same, mean, that- it's like the nightmare, like, you know, where you miss class for a whole semester and then you have to take a test. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like, you're, like, you're, I, you're not I'm imagining yourself as a 30 something, you know, I like taking a test. Right. Oh, I sometimes do have dreams where like I am 33 and I have to go back to to college. Yeah, I, I which is I, weird because I dropped out of college anyway. Like it's not gonna like it's not gonna change anything for me. It's it's just your future self telling you that you will die if you don't go back to college. Yeah. Uh, well, we all gotta die sometime, I guess. Uh, so so yeah. he's asleep uh, outside of the dream. Going, and so oh wait, obviously. <laughs> We didn't mention what she says before she goes to sleep. Oh, what? Yeah, go ahead. I'm so full of e- I'm so full from eating those late night snacks. And then she yes, I actually wrote that down, which I thought was hilarious. It's like a nice little moral in the middle of the episode. It's so great <laughs> because that's why she thinks that she's passing out. <laughs> um. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile the, the other scouts are, like, diagnosing that if she's asleep and, again, like Chris said, glowing, and that the, the nightmare is draining her energy, and if they drain her energy completely, she'll die. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, obviously, the first thing that Ray tries is to just <laughs> slap the shit out of her. <laughs> I, yep. Like, look, I know I'm a Ray apologist, but I I would probably try to at least, like, physically shake the person out i might i might try to pinch them might slap them but i don't know i don't i don't think i would slap them enough to like hurt them i think if you were gonna do a slap you'd probably do this like yeah yeah she like pulls back her arm and like whack right across the face yeah it's funny though (laughs) the thing that i wrote down was that uh ray's first uh first instinct is to just slap her in the face and meanwhile, Jupiter is just punching the nearest piece of furniture. Yeah, that's true. Just punching the bench that she's lying on, which I think is, is funny. Then the real that's, hero. that's very much in character for the two of them. <laughs> the real hero of the episode steps up, steps up, and Luna figures out what needs to be done and runs off. Guess where she's going? She's running off straight to Darian's apartment. Which, by the way, again, is like 
many stories up. Like Luna gets onto rooftops and is like leaping rooftop to rooftop, like the tick style or whatnot, and then gets up many flights of, uh, and then jumps onto Darian's balls. <laughs> 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 and smashes him in the balls, waking him up from a dream. <laughs> yeah, look, I think we, I think we we would all do that. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> I do. I like. I want to see. I want to see the 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 missing footage of Luna like in an elevator, no, like no. Luna like jumping up and like hitting the like hitting the <laughs> the button, riding the elevator. I'm just like, I gotta get up onto a rooftop to start this. Oh. Oh, before yeah, because I was gonna say she comes in through his window. She jumps through the window and smashes into his balls and wakes him up. So she doesn't take the elevator. Like there, there's a building. doorman at a nearby building. He's like, "Evening, Luna." <laughs> <laughs> like, Good evening. I'm sorry, I don't have time to chat. But this is a really great scene because Luna gets really emotional. Luna, yeah, Luna's like, "Hey, what the?" Okay. Sorry, there's a five year old listening. What the heck is wrong with you, bro? Um. Wait. I, okay. So I have a question. Um, Please. Since I, I, I like I, this is the first uh, time I've watched this episode since forever ago, and also yeah. I haven't watched all the ones in between. Darian knows that she can talk, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, okay, clearly. Because I feel like, uh, like, like, let alone. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. The yeah, thought that because, he didn't would be the best. Well, because since she, he was acting all weird and he had lost his memory. And no, he got on that back. He got, he got on, on that the back. back. Okay, so you remember that she can talk and that she he did. Okay, I was just I was double checking. Yes. <laughs> because I was like, uh, I hope that he knows because that'd be like. Can you imagine if like your cat wakes you up and is like, "Hey, by the way, your <laughs> your your partner that you had just dumped is in trouble. You need to help them." I would I would be like, "Okay, there's something else we need to talk about, cat." <laughs> oh, that's yeah, the best. A, a cat wakes you up and is like, "Why are you being such a dick, dude?" <laughs> like, geez, the animal kingdom's gotten word of this. Yeah, Luna is telling him, you're the only one who can wake him up. And he's like, I can't, I can't. And then Luna starts like tearing up and going, I thought you loved each other. Like, what happened? And she's like, her eyes are going, waver, waver, waver. It's so good. Oh, she's so cute. And eventually she just says, she's going to die if you don't come. And then he goes, all right. Oh, and then he has a fine. Yeah, he flies. That's my impression of Darren. He he he, he goes he goes onto that motorcycle, and then mid motorcycle ride, he turns yeah. into tuxedo mask. Hell yeah, he does. And that is so dope. That is the best. Uh, is it though? Is it though? Oh come oh. on, you of all people have to love that. Is it though? Yes. I, I do kind of love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, this is kind of. <laughs> I wish it wasn't, but it is. This is kind of related, but I re- I want to get the tuxedo mask figure arts because I uh, Jordan and I own the the Common Rider set uh, of Common Rider Ichigo, and he comes with his motorcycle, and I want to put tuxedo mask on that motorcycle. Nice on the cyclone. Yeah, hell yeah. Machine cyclone. He so, what is the name of a uh, member's motorcycle? Is it Machine Tuxedo? Oh, that'd be so <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, I have that figure arts because uh, Chris got it for me. It, it is super cool. <laughs> yeah, I I actually I know I only have the five inner senshi. I haven't gotten Tuxedo Mask. I haven't gotten Chibiusa. Yeah, because you hate I, them. <laughs> I haven't gotten. Well, I haven't gotten the uh, the zoocyte, which I oh, desperately want. Yeah, I can't believe that I didn't know about I didn't know about that until after San Diego Comic Con that 
uh, like I didn't go to that, but if I, if I knew about it, I would have asked someone to get that for me. It's so cool. Um, so there's a really cool transition yeah. here, uh, between Memoru like ramping his motorcycle up into the air and then transforming into tuxedo mask. And then we cut to Usagi's dream sequence where she's riding a tricycle trying to get <laughs> d- further down that, that nightmare road, it's, which it's, again, very dream sequence type of thing. It's, 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 I a love nice, it. it's a nice symmetry to tuxedo mask was on his way on his cycle to get her. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's it, like, it works really well. Like I'm like, no kidding. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. Meanwhile, the scouts are still shaking Usagi <laughs> and crying. Okay, I know that I don't, uh, we try not to say ridiculous and inappropriate things, but I can't help it. So I feel like you're going to say what I was about to say, because oh, I was going to start okay, it with it that same Amy? sentence. Is it about Amy? Yes! Because <laughs> yes! Amy is like inches away from Sailor Moon's crotch and goes, her temperature's dropping. It's just super weird. It's super well, no, weird. And then also... Also, we see, like, when Tuxedo Mask arrives, there's a, a profile shot of Amy, and, like, they are they are drawing her very busty in this, oh, really? this scene. And I think, I think part of it is, it's because there is, like, a line on the, on the outfits, oh, but it just looks yeah. like, like... It's, like, right under the like, bus. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of... Oh, yeah. Oh, of, wow, like, you're right. That shot, it does, she does. She looks uh, a lot bustier than normal. Yeah, like I, I would not have brought it up if it was not extremely notable. <laughs> so so, uh, so Tuxedo Mask arrives, and his first thing is shake her and say her name, which is it's like shaker. They tried that, dude. <laughs> that is the first thing everyone yeah. tried. Come on, we, we all know Usagi's concussion that she's going to have after <laughs> this. We all know what needs to happen. We all heard the story at the beginning of it. Get on with it. Right. So finally, uh, we call back to the opening. We get uh, we get the Sleeping Beauty moment. Uh, True Love's kiss uh, wakes Usagi up. Weird thing to build into your monster, but okay. <laughs> and then, oh, okay. Uh, and then, and then, <laughs> yes. And then yeah, uh, ahead, Usagi's crotch explodes in colored light. Yes. We 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 get to show her that she starts waking up. It it centers on just her crotch and you see her dress start fluttering and lights start happening. Literally, really that's all weird. you can see is her, le- like really the top of her legs and her crotch. Like, why? Why is that? Why is that what again, happens? Again, it's not us. It's the show. <laughs> uh, so just in case you didn't, just in case you didn't get what was going on, uh, we get a shot of Usagi and Memru that then transitions into a, shot of the fairy tale from earlier of prince charming and sleeping beauty there there you go everybody just just in case you're a little slow on the uptake then we go back to the monster and the monster has a horn like a like in the center of her head and then she grabs the horn and pulls it out and there is a sword that comes out of her head it's really super weird and also super awesome yeah yeah it's it's crazy yeah it's great i love it Obviously, Usagi, Sailor Moon, excuse me, cannot forgive this monster for the terrible crimes it has committed. So she gets out the moon rod, and it is time once again for Moon Princess Halation. And you pretty much know how this works out by now, right? It's been 69 episodes. Yeah. The monster turns into a gem. The end. Monster is dusted. Negatrash. So then it's a happy ending, and they're back together, and everything's great. The end. All right, let's move on to the next episode. Uh, no, that's not actually what happens. I figured that's what happened. I just stopped it here. 
Oh, did you just stop it here? Oh, you missed you missed it. Uh, after after giving her true love kiss, Memru bails again. <laughs> yeah, he he says something kind of like where he was like, "Oh, I just did that to save you," and then he like is like, "But I'm still like I'm still gonna be distant." Like he kind of says that in more or less words, and then she's like, "What?" The literal words he says is first he says, "I don't love you." And she goes, but you saved my life. And then he said, like, it's something so weird. He says, that's a completely different matter. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, be fair, you cannot be in love with someone and also not want them to die. Yeah, but not through like, not through true love's kids. Well, you can't, no, you can't no, sleeping no. beauty someone and then be like, yeah, I was just doing my job. Like, that's not how it works. Oh, man, this reminds me. Like, if you uh, – Betty, I think you've seen it. Have you seen the uh, – not the Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prinze live action Sailor Moons or uh, uh, Scooby Doo's, but the ones they did on Cartoon Network that have uh, uh, Haley Kiyoko of the Gem movie as oh, well. Oh, um, no, I haven't seen those. I've only seen photos. Okay, they're they're bad and they make me angry. Of course, of course. Good cast, uh-huh, good uh-huh. cast, but they do make me angry in the way that that most media does. <laughs> and the the thing that makes me angriest is that in the second one, Velma gets possessed by a witch because you know ghosts are real. Yep. Uh, and then it's like it's like Shaggy's true love unpossesses her, and I'm like, okay, okay. So they're gonna do like a Velma, like a Velma Shaggy romance. That's that's fine. Okay. But then after after his pure true love causes her to be like to exercise the spirit of a witch from her body, they decide to just be friends, and I'm like, f you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's you pretty cannot, You cannot have love strong enough to conquer evil magic and then like, no, we're just bros though. Well, yeah. Chris, you know what you know what happened is that the red ribbon of fate that bound them had been severed. Oh, that's probably true. That's probably what happened. <laughs> uh and then okay, now here's the deal. To emphasize that he is breaking up with Sailor Moon still, what t- what Tuxedo Mask does is he takes a, a a rose, a ripe rose in his hand, crushes it crumbles it and then lets the petals drift in the wind into her face basically yeah which great like, it's, it's pretty good walk away yeah it's pretty good walk away <laughs> yeah and, and actually that's one place where in the deke version uh what did they have him say they have him say our love is like a rose beautiful when it's in bloom but it doesn't last forever and then he's gone and then we see a shot of usagi on the ground looking at the rose petals that are illuminated in a spotlight like she's in fucking crime alley. She's doing, trying not to say the F word, but I had to. I'm she's sorry. Doing, she's doing psycho eyes. She's doing like madness eyes. Like, like she's broken. Yeah. Like it's, she like looks like, she looks like suicide. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the shot of the, the one circle of light on the pavement illuminating the dead rose is like, it's like, it's crime alley. It's crime alley. She is going to, swear to make war on all roses from now on and so then i keep thinking at this every time i watch this episode i think it's over there too no oh that's nope so then we cut to memoru standing on a rooftop i guess which i guess it's like a parking garage rooftop because he's up there with his motorcycle i don't know where the fuck he is (laughs) i thought it was on a bridge oh maybe it's a bridge you're right it might be a bridge or like a dock because he's (laughs) looking out over over the the ocean the river Oh, he is, but he's very high up. If you look how high up, anyway, doesn't matter. 
He's there going, oh, like, I'm so sorry I had to do that. And then well, he's get, looking at the SR Moon building. He is. He is. And then you get teardrops on his helmet. He's holding his helmet and you see his tears fall down and roll off his helmet. So sad. <laughs> Very sad. Very upsetting. But that's not the end either. <laughs> no, we get another epilogue as we find out, hey, who was that waitress that was riding around on the back of Memoru's midlife crisis motorcycle? <laughs> and it was... Unazuki Furuhata, Motoki's <gasps> younger sister. Yes. <clears throat> Wait, so Darian was just giving you a ride home? Yes. Motoki asked Yeah, it's weird that we home. had to drive around to a bunch of teen hangouts first. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, she was very specifically going to be late for a date with her boyfriend who she loves very much and who isn't Mamoru. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has a boyfriend that she loves very, very much who is probably not 38 years old. <laughs> Because I don't think Motoki would play that. So then we see uh, Usagi happily drinking what looks like a Chuggalug Charm Juice float. It, uh, it really does. <laughs> oh, love that Chuggalug Charm Juice. That's like one of my favorite uh, episodes also. It's so yeah, cute. <laughs> I love that moment. I love it. It's even great. though, it's even though it made Chris and I argue about crystals for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's why I don't like R, because I have to watch it with you. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, continue. Even the good episodes, you're arguing with me all the time. I believe in romance, just not crystals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about miracle romance? Do you believe in that? Well, you can call it what you want. For the record, I love crystals. In general? Yeah. (laughs) They're great. Well, I've got (laughs) that. So that, at long last, is the end of this episode. And I feel like we learned a lot. At long last. Uh, You make it sound like it's three places where this episode could end before it does. That is very true. But you know, we have that we have that uh that cute waitress plot thread to to wrap up. So Jordan, yes. do we have a Sailor Moon says? We do. Sometimes we just want to take off and be by ourselves, but you must always think about safety first. Because when you go off alone, you could be in danger. Be on the alert. There are people in your community and other places who can hurt you. So let your parents and friends know where you're going. And don't go to places that are deserted or make you feel scared. No, a place where you are scared is a place you shouldn't be. Sailor Moon says... See ya! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's all those kids do, is go to places that are dangerous and make them scared. Yeah. But I mean, again, uh, how many episodes in a row can they have a five-year-old child run off on her own before they go, we better do a message about this, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, hey, don't leave five-year-olds to wander around busy cities. In their haunted dog clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Looking Looking like human cabbages. Well, I think it's funny because alternatively you have, you know, you have Chibusa running off and like, yeah, she's a little baby girl. Like you got to be careful about her. But then you also have this like teen waitress who just like, hey, I need a ride home guy. I know that you're my brother's best friend. Yeah. I mean, we don't know that he's never met her before. I would assume that he's met her before. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, look, if we're going to start getting into, if we're going to start getting into, you know, if if you're a teen girl, don't hang out with, with 23-year-old uh, <laughs> motorcycle owners. That's the entire show, Betty. Yeah, no, 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 no. Look, I'm not, I'm not defending R, but I, that's why I think the PSA is interesting because th- th- there are a lot of, like, it seems like all these girls are doing are meeting people who are strangers and scary. <laughs> and that, even, that, is, that is 100% true. 
Yeah. And 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 in the meantime, like, you know, Usagi seems like she doesn't even know what her own kind of boyfriend, kind of not boyfriend right now is up to. And she's like worried. So I'm kind of like, oh, that PSA is kind of funny because that could, be, that, could, that could be relevant to like everyone on this show. Yeah. All right. But now is the time where we talk about what we learned on the show. It's time for Sailor Business Says. Uh, Betty, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode? I learned that when you eat too many late night snacks, you might just pass out. But that sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh, OK. I, I, I guess I, I guess like if you <laughs> if you're a mid fight. And, <laughs> and, and and the monster and, and the person you're fighting against happens to have powers of making you fall asleep anyway. It sucks if you also ate a lot of food that made you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, Jordan, I, I, oh, go I, ahead. I, I guess also uh, nightmares aren't that bad, guys. Like, yeah. Like, like, deal with it. Y'all, like, uh, especially Mamo-chan. Like, he's, he's a grown-up. Like, well, that's why... I, That's not, why he's the uh, the sleeping beauty who needs to awaken. Yeah, it's he is truly the sleeping beauty. <laughs> Jordan, what did you learn this week? I learned if you need to wake someone up quick because it's something important, just, just smash them in the balls. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should just smash uh, Sailor Moon in the crotch. <laughs> That's what Amy was going for. She was ready for it, but she just never made the move. <laughs> They're all just punching her. <laughs> Uh, I learned that cats don't give a good goddamn about whether or not you're happy. They just care if you're fat. So, <laughs> so screw you, cats. Oh, well, because in in fairness, the the best indicator that a cat is having a happy life that they like very much is that they're fat and lazy. Are you are you thinking of real cats or are you just thinking of Garfield? <laughs> real cats. <laughs> All right, here's here's somebody's homework assignment. How would Sailor Moon be different if Garfield was Luna? Oh my god! Oh There's my god! Crossover. All you people like crossovers. Uh, you can dude, have that one. Yes, you can. I want to see Garfield strips redrawn with Luna as Garfield and Sailor Moon as John. This would be the best. <laughs> Garfield minus Garfield minus John plus Luna plus Sailor Moon. <laughs> dot tumblr.com like, every version of this sounds good the version where you draw luna and sailor moon to look like like garfield characters great the version where you literally recreate terrible garfield jokes with with drawings of sailor moon and 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 usagi in their normal style also great every version of this is great great is certainly a word <laughs> And that does it. That does it for this week's episode. Like I said, I I enjoyed this one. Uh, I think yeah. this one's fun. I thought you were going to uh, hate it because it's got so much Memoru in it. No, like, I mean, I feel like, like, look, I have my problems with the premise. I have my problems with the whole, uh, I am not going to tell Usagi anything about uh, her, like, these dreams I'm having. I'm basically going to be weird and gaslight my 14-year-old girlfriend for several weeks at a time. Uh, that part's weird. But uh, also, like, I do think that this episode makes the best of it. Like, there's a there's a fun monster. The dream sequence is really cool. Luna, real jerk about Usagi's weight gain. Uh, again, Usagi leads a very active lifestyle. Cut her some <laughs> slack. And also, it's not the end of the world. She does gain a little weight. So there. Uh, but yeah, overall, like... I like the I like I like this episode. I thought this one was fun. Not as fun as next week. Next week we're gonna get into some good stuff. Uh, Betty, what did you think? 
Yeah, it was a really it was a really fun episode. Again, I, I I'm a fan of the Snow White episode, so I like I like when they kind of intertwine an actual princess story that already exists in our culture with Sailor Moon because she is her own princess story. So I, I don't know. I really like when they include fairy tale elements into the show like that. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. And and again, I I love ice cream scenes. <laughs> ice cream scenes are the best. Any scene where they're doing. Like either eating food or doing something, and there's a lot of stuff that could that that the animators clearly have fun playing around with in in the backgrounds. Like I, I love that. Yeah, and we have been told that there is a there is a Japanese fairy tale uh, that that is the Rosetta Stone for understanding a lot of Sailor Moon. Which one of these days we're gonna have to go read it? So yeah, the princess, the Moon Princess bunny thing right <laughs> yeah the, the I, moon princess bunny thing which also is an accurate I, description of this show well i only i only know about that because i watched big bird goes to japan when i was a kid and oh. he encounters the moon princess and i saw that before i was i watched sailor moon so i went into sailor moon being like oh clearly she's the moon princess nice wow well, i know i know i've seen that but i only remember the joke about uh big bird saying there's a lot of people from ohio here <laughs> Like that's the only thing oh, I remember. Oh, he's so cute. Around. He's just a giant five-year-old. No, he's actually 905. He's so Wait. baby. Uh. <laughs> All right, so that, uh, Jordan, any th- any more thoughts on this episode? Great stuff. I only wish they could have stayed together at the end. Uh, okay, if, if that's what you're into. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that does it for, uh, for this week's episode. Uh, Betty, before we let you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Yes, uh, you can find me at BettyFelon.com, and on Twitter, Instagram, everything else is just at BettyFelon, no spaces. No spaces. Cool. It's not BettyFelon, no spaces. Betty Felon. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Twitter at CrackShot with a zero for an O, and production on the show is done by our good friend Jake Mason. You can find him on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason, and he's got another podcast called The Morphin Grid. It's about power ranger stuff you can find me on uh twitter tumblr and all those places as the isb t-h-e-i-s-b uh also about.me slash chris sims has a couple links and very relevant right now x-men 92 is out in paperback i co-wrote that jordan is the editor on that uh it's very fun you can get it now in paperback if that is your preferred comics reading format also of course you can get it online on comiXology in uh, it's original Infinite Comics form, or on Marvel Unlimited, but uh, but buy buy it on Comicsology or or get the paperback, please. Uh, also, it's coming back as an ongoing that goes on sale March thirtieth. Uh, if you are in South Carolina, uh, Chad and I are going to be doing a signing for the first issue of X Men ninety two as an ongoing series at Apocalypse Comics in Columbia, South Carolina. So drop by and say hi if you are if you are a listener from South Carolina. Also, it would be great. If you, if you have a pull list at your local comic book store, if you could add that to your pull list, let them know you want number one and number two. Make sure they know number two. <laughs> you also need that one. Yeah. High, high orders, folks. High orders. That's what we're, that's what we're shooting for. Uh, but other than that, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with another great episode. The reason that we got Betty back for these two, Battle of the Flames of Love, Mars versus Cohen is coming up next week. <laughs> and until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor. Ooh, 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 sailor.
I just, I just don't understand why Darian has to keep avoiding me all the time. There must be some logical reason. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there has to be a good reason. Yes, that's it. I'll find out exactly what it is, and then I'll be able to win my game.